Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Through the mic as well. Thank you so much, Kevin, for that introduction. Uh, You make me sound very old when you talked about overhead projectors in old days and, you know, the uh, Stone Age uh, situation. (laughs) I have been looking so much forward uh, to coming here today. Thank you so much, uh, Kevin and Cheryl, for the privilege of um, speaking this morning. Um, I've had just a great weekend um, with, with Kevin and Cheryl at their country the country mansion. <laughs> uh, it's as if when you're out there, you just you just you just cool down, don't you? You just you know, it's just as if the world just just makes sense again. So uh, it's been really really great. And what an awesome time this morning! What awesome worship! Um, I just really have been enjoying it. And I have got a, a word of, a word on my heart this morning that I believe is gonna is gonna change you. It's gonna transform you. And uh, I believe the Holy Spirit has put it on my heart because I believe some of you really need to hear this this morning. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a, a serious message. Um, you you can still smile, but uh, it's it's a bit serious. It's what I what I believe I should 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 share. And it and it sort of starts out in um, in the Gospel of Mark, chapter four, verses thirty five through forty one. And I think it's going to come up here, but anyway. Um, I'm just going to read this before I say anything else, um, and, and then we're going to look at what, what, what the Word of God is saying to us this morning. Um, it says here that that day when evening came, he, that's Jesus, said to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The the disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes I think, now, I don't think, hope, hope you don't think this sounds blasphemous, but Jesus asks stupid questions sometimes, doesn't he? <laughs> Why are you afraid? Well, we just almost died, Jesus. <laughs> this was pretty tough on us. Why are you afraid? What are you going on about? Anyway, Jesus is teaching us a, fan, a fantastic lesson through this, through this story. And, it's, and the lesson, I believe, is this. The lesson is that through the storm, you can get to know God's greatness. Um, if this storm had not been there, there is a lesson that would not have been learned. And I think that this is what very often happens, at least in my life. I've, I've, gone, through, um, I've gone through trouble in my life. And, and so have you. If you say you haven't, you are lying. We all have. Um, I, I think you have to be young, very young not to have gone through trouble. I have, I have a six-month-old six daughter, 
uh, late comma that we just had at home. And she's have, she hasn't been go going through that much trouble yet, but most of us <laughs> have. I think she believes she has. She sometimes <laughs> cries and you know, feels very unfairly treated. Um, but that trouble, you know, sometimes when you're in it, uh, you complain, don't you? You complain to yourself. You complain maybe, maybe to God <laughs> or to whoever is, is, is close to you. Uh, but those troubled times serve to teach us important lessons. Um, in this story, Jesus himself, and that is an important point, Jesus himself leads his disciples into a dangerous and difficult situation. Now, why did he do that? Was it because Jesus hadn't really thought of the possibility of a storm coming? Had he not checked out the weather forecast? Do you think he didn't get out his iPhone and check the weather app? He, was it that he hadn't thought about it? I'm sure he knew the risk. Yet he still suggested the trip. Now this can happen to you and me as well. What I've learned through life is that God doesn't necessarily keep us out of difficult situations or experiences because these grow, these serve to, 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 to help us grow and, uh, and strengthen us. Um, he doesn't necessarily uh, always keep us, keep us out of that. Uh, and we need to know this because I have seen so many people in my years of pastoring disappointed with God because somebody had told them that life was just going to be—it was just going to be a thrill after they they, they received Jesus. Um, and but but God does this; He leads us into situations. Sometimes I have the feeling that we as Christians are led into even tougher situations sometimes than other people are. You know, um, I think I think every Christian, at least at least every pastor, has sometimes thought, well, wouldn't it wouldn't it be easier just to have just to just to have a normal life? Haven't have you done that, Kevin? Just thought, oh, it would be a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just travel around the world all the time and enjoy life instead. Um, but, but let's be honest. Most of us need a kick in the butt sometimes, don't we? We need, at least, at least I do. Now, how, how with, uh, my wife does the kicking, but <laughs> especially cautious people like me. I don't know if... Uh, who, who, who in here is... I'm a very cautious person. Maybe you are too. We're very different. Um, how many of you have ever done a... What do you call it? A bungee jump or a tower jump? How many of you have done that? Very few. Very few. I'm, I'm relieved because... Um, I am sure that if I was ever to do that, it would only happen if somebody pushed me. There would have to be someone there pushing me. I would just not do that myself. I would not jump in. Uh, jump, jump from, from, from the edge. Uh, and, and sometimes we need that. In my life, I did, for me to, to step out, you know, to step out into situations, God needs to kick me in the butt. Can I say butt? Oh, is, that, is that one of those English words that you can't? That's fine. Okay. All right. What, what happens is that, you know, so many non-English speaking preachers just, you know, they just, they just mess up in English speaking countries because they use some of these words that you just don't use in church. But I, maybe I will later. And if I do, if I'm really naughty, I can't help it. But then it, when it comes to naughtiness, you, you're used to it here, I think, um, when it comes to preaching. Um, no doubt the disciples learned something from this situation that they could not have learned had they not been thrown into this dramatic situation. 
You know, I sometimes wonder, if, you, if you're a Christian, maybe you've, you've had, had these thoughts too. What would my life have been like if I hadn't become a Christian? You ever thought that? Thought about that? I, I, and, and I know I would probably have been an accountant. I actually do accounting besides pastoring. But that's all I would be. I would actually just be very cautious and just work with little details and be very safe. And if God hadn't come into my life, I would never have actually taken a chance. And we just need God to do that. So that's what he does in, the, in, in, uh, in, in, in this situation. So why did the disciples end up in this situation? It was because they were followers of Jesus. They were with Jesus and he said, oh, let's, let's cross over to the other side. You know? it, doesn't actually, it doesn't actually say why. It just says, let's, let's cross over. Let's, let's do that. And sometimes God just leads us into situations that, that just, that just um, include danger. <laughs> it just includes risk. It just includes um, uncomfortable situations of, uh, of various kinds. Um, so the first thing we see in this passage, the first, the first two verses, is that, that Jesus leads them into a storm. And what we need to learn this morning is God sometimes leads us into storms. And if he does, don't worry. It's okay. Your life as a Christian is not supposed to always be calm and always just be, be perfectly in balance. Because that's the next thing we see in this passage in verse 37. It says, a furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Now the storm, the storms in our lives can bring us out of balance, right? It just brings us out of balance. Sometimes everything we thought we had under control is suddenly out of control. And it was nearly swamped. The storm brings everything out of balance. Now, Kevin was telling me you had, was it 13 storms this winter? 15 storms. <laughs> it's almost storms all the time, then, isn't it? You know, I thought we had a lot of storms. In, in, in Denmark, um, they, they, they recently um, decided that they were going to name the storms. Am I like in America where they have hurricanes, Katrina? We have little storms, but we, we don't want to stand back, you know, be less than the Americans. We want to name the storms too. So now they've all got names. So we had... Alan and Bodil and Carl in this winter, these storms, just little storms, but to us they're really big, you know, they're really, you know, but they're big enough for everything to come out of balance. If you turn, out, turn on the news, it's all about the storm, what's happening to storms, how many, how many trees have fallen over, how many accidents, and all that stuff, and people are very, it's like, you know, Danish people are very reserved, but when, when there's something like that going on, they can talk, they all talk about the storm. Because the storm brings everything out of balance. And, you, and nobody disagrees on the storm, am I right? When you talk about the weather, everybody agrees. And there's no, there's no conflict. Everybody agrees. Oh, what a storm. And then they named them because then, then the storms seem nicer, don't they? You know, they've got a name. Are you, this morning, and this is a question for you, are you in a situation where things are out of balance? Maybe you're here this morning, and I don't need you to raise your hand or anything, but, but you may be in a situation where you think things are out of balance. In fact, I feel that the Spirit is saying to me that the people, when you walked in this morning, when you, when you came to church, you were thinking, how am I going to solve this problem? Things are out of balance. I don't know what to do about that. And you came to church this morning just, just asking God, just, just longing for God to speak into your situation. Um, 
when things are out of balance, you don't really care about anything else, do you? You don't care about, well, at least I think the disciples didn't care about what clothes they were wearing uh, in this situation or what bills they had to pay or what was, what was on TV that night. They were facing death. And maybe some of you have faced death, or maybe you've just faced something, something really, really, uh, really, really dangerous, or, or something that really brought you out of balance, and it was as if, as, as if nothing else mattered. I remember, I remember the first when when our first uh, child was born, my oldest boy, you see us, he's 14 now, so it's quite a while ago, um, and I remember how. That birth for my wife was very tough. You know, you women, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know how tough childbirth is on us men, you know, <laughs> mentally. Uh, it was very tough on me. But she said it was tough on her as well. And, and I remember that at the end... <laughs> oh, I'm getting in trouble here. Now, see, I remember how at the end there was, you know, there's often, you know, there was, they were a little bit afraid that, that our son didn't get enough oxygen or something. So they... So the midwife called a doctor in, you know, a male doctor. Now, my wife is not usually stark naked in front of a man. You know, she wouldn't normally do that. She would sort of, you know. But she told me, just me, just me, not other men. Oh, forget. But, but in this situation, you know, this doctor came in and he fixed it up and everything was okay. And afterwards she said, it's amazing. I just did not care in that situation. I did not care. Uh, because... She was out of balance. I tell you, she was out of balance. <laughs> yelling and screaming. And, yeah, yeah. Is that right? You, how many, you men who've had, who've, had, who've had children, right? Isn't that your wife just really tells you off when she's giving birth? It's all your fault. This is, you did this to me, things like that. But she was okay afterwards. Um, but she didn't care. And, and sometimes we're so, much, we're so much out of balance. We lose so much control that we care about nothing else. And what is very easy to do in those situations is to, is to panic, is to act irrationally, and, and it is to do, to do stupid things. We tend to react in a panicking and irrational way. But if the reason we're in the storm is because we're following Jesus, there is no reason to fear. That is why Jesus says, why were you afraid? Well... <laughs> They, they, had a, they seemed to think they had a reason to be afraid. But there is no reason to fear. And what, what, we, what we learn from this story is that God never panics. In verse 38, it says, Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples walking up and said, and him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? So the, the boat was almost sinking, and Jesus was asleep. I mean, some of us are really good sleepers, aren't we? Maybe, maybe Jesus just was a really heavy sleeper. Or maybe he did this on purpose. I think he was a bit cheeky. He did it on purpose. And let's see what happens here. Um, but, you know, but he could have been a good sleeper, you know. In, in, in Denmark, we have this expression. We talk about A people and B people. Do you do that over here? No, okay, I've got to explain it then. Cultural... You know, cultural education here. With A people are the people who, who like to go to bed fairly early at night, and they like to get up really early. So when the alarm goes off, they, they jump out of bed, and they say, oh, finally I get to get up. I get to get out of bed. And B people are people like me, and like this, the, the, the Upson family as well, I found out. 
this weekend <laughs> are the people who love to sleep in a bit, you know, and just really just enjoy life. And what I read recently, and this was a great encouragement to me, is that some scientists have actually looked into this, and they found that the A people, the, the ones who get back up, get up early, there's something wrong with them. There's a, there's a genetic, there is a genetic fault. So if you are like that, you're in trouble. There's a genetic fault. There's something wrong with you if you're like that. It's, it's, uh, now, my wife says, because she's an A person, she says that's because B, B people did the study. You know, they, they, they had a preconceived idea. But I don't think she's right. I think she's wrong. I think it's really true. There's something wrong with you. You need to fix it. So, so if, you're, if you sleep in, you're, you're okay. You're, you're, you're just the way you should be. Now, Jesus must have been like that if he, can, if he could sleep in this situation. Um, but I think he was just, he was pulling a trick on them. Um, so the disciples panic, and this is a very crucial part of the passage. The disciples panic, and they cry out to Jesus, and they say, Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care if we die? Now, have you ever felt like saying that to God? Or maybe you've said it in your prayers. God, don't you care? God, where are you? God, don't you care about my financial trouble? Uh, don't you care that I'm sick? Don't you care that my girlfriend left me or whatever it is? Don't you care about this situation? God, where are you? Now, I've got to be honest and say there's been situations in my life where I've you know, kind of spoken to God like that. And I don't think God gets offended with it. It's just that when we do, we're, we're, not, we're not right in saying it. Um, how many how many has ever read the book of Job, you know, all the way through the Old Testament? You, most of you have, you know. It's, it's actually one long complaint, isn't it? You know, <laughs> like this. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I like to think I'm a good Bible reader, but I sort of, you know, it's, that one, that's a tough one, that book, you know. And God, God, you know, takes every, well, Satan takes everything away from Job in the beginning of the book, but, but God gives him permission. And then Job spends the whole book complaining to God about why, where are you, God? Why, why are you doing this? And God ends up saying, hey, Job, where were you when I created the earth? You don't know anything. You are absolutely, <laughs> you, you don't know what you're talking about. But we often feel like doing that. If, and if you ever felt like that, you're, you're pretty normal. Sometimes... It feels like God is asleep. Sometimes it feels like He doesn't care. But I'm here this morning to tell you that He does care. And He may be pulling a little trick on you sleeping in the boat just to see how you react. Just to teach you something. Now, I don't believe God makes you sick to teach you something or all that stuff. But I believe that sometimes He tests our patience a little bit. I know He has with me. <laughs> sometimes He's just tested whether I would still believe Him. You've got the story of Abraham and Isaac in the Old Testament, how God speaks to Abraham and says, go and sacrifice your son. And Abraham goes and, and he's, he's ready to do it, and only then does God stop him because God wanted to test his faith. Now, God cares about you, and he did care about the disciples in this story. Now, how do we know that he cared? We know because he himself, three things, he himself had led them into the situation. So if you're a follower of Jesus, if you, if you love Jesus this morning and, and, it, and stuff has come up in your life that you don't like, then you can be confident that God is with you. He 
has led you into the situation if you walk with him. The other reason we, we know that Jesus cares and that he cared in this situation is that he knew that the disciples would survive if they would choose to believe. If they would choose to believe. Now, this, stuff, you know, this, this thing with believing, um, it's so important to understand that faith, belief, is a choice and not an emotion. Uh, so many people believe that faith is an emotion. Oh, I don't really feel that I believe. Uh, just like a lot of people say love is, love is an emotion. So if I don't feel love in my marriage anymore, it's time to break up. But that's not what the Bible says, is it? Love, love is a choice. And faith is a choice. So Jesus was looking for their faith and their, cho- their, their choice, their, their decision to believe. And the third reason we know Jesus did care is he wanted to use this situation to display his greatness. Now, of course, that's easy to say when we're here in a nice, cozy place on a Sunday morning. We're not in the boat. <laughs> I understand their reaction. But Jesus, Jesus, was, Jesus was on a mission this day to teach them something. And what we see is that God never panics. God just never panics. Um, if we continue to the next verses, 39 and, and 40, we see the reaction of, the, of Jesus. You know, they, they said, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? It says, He got up, he rebuked the wind, and he said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? So they wake up Jesus, he gets up, he rebukes the wind, the miracle happens, everything is fixed, everything's back back to normal. Whew, that must have been a relief, eh? <laughs> to be on that boat, and that happened. Um, now, I'm very bad with boats. I get seasick just maybe sometimes from looking at a boat that's, that's <laughs> rocking. So this would have been terrible for me. And they, here they were, they, they'd almost died. Jesus' reaction, I mean... I mean, the, 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 the gentle Jesus we sometimes, we sometimes imagine would have said, Oh, well, I understand. I understand how you felt. I'm sorry I was asleep. I was a bit tired. But now it's fixed, all right? So everything's okay. Let's have a coffee. But Jesus', <laughs> Jesus reaction is to blame them. What are you going on about? You know, what's, what, why, are you, why are you afraid? Have you no faith? What's wrong with you? Now, Jesus is not always that pastoral. That's why he's got <laughs> pastors doing that for him. The interesting thing is nowhere does Jesus, and this is a, an important point. You've probably heard it before. We need to be reminded of it. Nowhere in the Bible does God blame us for having too much faith, right? Nowhere does it say that. Oh, you had too much faith. Now, cool down. It always says you have too little faith. We have too little faith because we are people and, 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 and there's a limit to us that God doesn't have. But to, to paraphrase a little bit what Jesus is saying, he, he's saying, he's really saying, you didn't actually need to wake me up. If you had trusted in me, you would have calmed the storm yourselves. Isn't that right? That's what I'm reading. Yeah. You, may, you, you, you may disagree, but not right now because that would be a mess. <laughs> you can tell me afterwards. But that's, that's my th- theology and I think it's pretty sound. That is what Jesus is saying. Now, have you no faith? I mean, I was, 
I was asleep. I was having a, I was just enjoying myself. You didn't need me. But they managed to get him to wake up, and, and, and he does it. So, so often we, we find ourselves in situations. We want to wake up Jesus, and we want to shout at him and say, Don't you care, Jesus? Uh, we want Jesus to supernaturally intervene in our lives here and now. But this, um, this story shows us that at times it's actually possible to get Jesus to do that even though we don't need to. We, we, we can cry out to Jesus and He sometimes wakes up even though He doesn't have to. But what it also teaches us is that your faith can calm the storm. Your faith can calm the storm. Now, I'm a great believer in, in prayer. And I'm a great believer of fasting. But sometimes you don't actually need to pray and fast for a long time in a situation like that. You just need to believe God. You just need to trust in Him. You just need to believe that you are actually in his plan because before anything else God is looking for our faith he's looking for our belief he's looking for us for our trust in him to see if we trust in him that is that is his his foremost foremost agenda um, because Jesus knew already at this time now the disciples hadn't grasped this but he knew that he would be leaving them no matter how man, how many times he told them they didn't get it they, you know they, they just didn't understand that he would leave them that he would be, be killed, that he would, that he would have to, to, to be buried and, 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 and defeat the power of death. But, but, but Jesus knew, so he was teaching them. He was raising them up. He was teaching them how to believe God for the impossible. So he had a very, very definite plan with what happened that day. The last verse of this amazing passage says, They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Now at this point in time, the disciples already knew Jesus pretty well. They walked with him all the time. They were, they were, they were with him. They, 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 there was a reason why they were following him. But nevertheless, this experience completely blows them away. After experiencing this, they say, who is, who is this man? Well, it's Jesus. You, you are his disciples. You've been walking with him. But, but suddenly they just see, they see a new aspect of God's greatness. You know what I believe? I believe the biggest mistake we can make in life is to believe we, we can understand God. None of us can. None of us can, can, none of us can, can fathom what God, how great he is. Uh, and I think that, that when, when Christians fight, it's often because they all say, we know who God is, we know, we know everything, we've understood it all. But God just shows them a new aspect of His greatness in this story. God is so great that mere faith in Him is enough to resolve your situation. Uh, and if you are in a difficult situation today, it is not necessary, it is not necessary to wake up Jesus. That doesn't mean you don't pray. <laughs> it means you don't have to cry out in desperation and say, Jesus, don't you care? You simply need to trust in Him. You simply need to trust in Him. One of the most ins inspiring things to read, I think, is, is, is stories about Christians in persecution, different places in the world. Christians who were held in, in, in prisoner camps for years, you know, being tortured and being, you know. When you read that, you sort of, it's like your own problems sort of diminish, isn't it? You read about Christians who really, really face trouble around the world. And, and, and what, what is so amazing about these people is how they just, they just kept trusting in God 
through it all. They just and 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 the faith even grew bigger. You know, the places, the countries in the world, the nations in the world where the church is growing the fastest are the nations where you risk your life to be a Christian. So it's, but I think China is probably still the nation in the world with the with the greatest, uh, biggest church growth, the biggest growth numbers, uh, because even though that's where you risk your life, even though that's where you just have to trust God all the time, you have to have faith in Him, because if you don't, you, you, there's no way your life, there's no way you will survive. Um, if you are in a difficult situation this morning, and um, in an average congregation, um, 50% would be, because <laughs> it's just normal. That's life. We face situations. We face, uh, we face even sometimes traumatic situations. You, if you're in the situation because you trusted God, you can keep trusting in Him. You can keep trusting in Him. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. I don't, I don't mean to say don't pay your bills because God will, God will pay them. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes <laughs> some people misinterpret this. Um, but if, if you know you were there because you were following God, you were walking with Him, and, and yet you ended up in this situation, just keep trusting in Him. On the other hand, you might be in a difficult situation today because you made some wrong choices. You might be. I know I've been in my life. <laughs> Come into a difficult situation because I made the wrong choices. Now, sin can, make, can, can lead us into difficult situations. Other things, the bad choices. Um, if that is your situation... Today's the day where you undo those choices and you decide to turn around and start trusting in Him again. So either way, the solution is to trust. The solution is to trust in Jesus. In the middle of the storm, it is to trust in Him. And let us be willing, let us be willing to enter into storms when God leads us into them. Let us not fear. Let us not hold back. Let us not shrink back from the challenges of life because the most, the most boring life is the life where we don't take up the challenges that come, where we don't, where we don't allow God to grow us, to, to, uh, to develop us, to, to teach us new things, to, to reveal His greatness to us in new ways. That is the life that just becomes mundane. And um, you'll get to heaven, but it's not a very exciting life. Jesus wants us, uh, Jesus wants us to comfort now, I hope, I sincerely hope that you can identify yourself with this situation that the disciples were in. I hope you haven't been in a boat that was sinking. It must have been traumatic. But a lot of us have uh, figuratively, right? We've been in, a, in, we've been in situations where, where we, we cried out to God and said, God, don't you care? Where are you at? Why is this not happening to me? Why am I not getting this job? Why did I fail this exam? Why, why this, why that? But we just got to be willing 